I'm April and I'm Steph and you're listening to The Thirst you can find us online Twitter we're at The Thirst Facebook.com forward slash The Thirst Pod Instagram we're at The Thirst Pod you can find us over on SoundCloud as well The Thirst Pod noticing a theme here um, you can search and find us on Apple Podcasts by searching for The Thirst and we're also on Spotify and a variety of other uh, podcast based services um if you want to send us an email you can do it's the thirst pod at gmail.com um this is episode 40 i believe it is 40 um yes it's vintage vintage. it's middle-aged it's um there's not a thing for 40 is there like dirty 30 naughty 40 naughty is that a thing there you go it is now have you just made that up yes of course i have um an age i don't want to reach yes Uh, do you not well, I didn't want to reach 30 You've for only a very just long time. 30, and so. I do feel pretty dirty. Um, <laughs> so I just don't want to reach 40. Mm. All my friends are reaching 40 now. Glad we made it, though. Yeah, isn't that good? good um, for have us. you got any 40 puns? Uh, I've just looked it up online. Okay. If that helps. Go on, um, yeah. They're all really boring. You think they'd be quite a good. For, 40 going on. No, that's 30 going that's on. That's 13 going on 30. Oh, good. 40 going on 14. <laughs> yeah, uh, apparently, 40 is the highest number counted to on Sesame Street as of 2009. Maybe. Really th- specific. Cool. Anything else? Uh, the only thing I could think of was 40 Days and 40 Nights, that oh, Josh Hartnett yeah. film. Yeah. But it's true. Why isn't that in entertainment? Should I have a quick look on IMDb? Yeah, go on. Bear with. So there must be like 40 thieves or something. 40. 40. There's a film called 40. Who's there really it? isn't. There's not a lot going on. It's a 2009 film with, with people I've never heard of in my entire life. Cool. And it's a Turkish film that we've oh, okay. never heard International. of. International. Ever. Yeah. Celebrities who are 40. Bear with. I can tell you that Jake John Hall's going to be 40 in, in December. Good for him. Good for him. Right, celebrities, famous 40-year-olds. Ooh, okay. Go on. Jason Momoa. Sure. Chris Pratt. Gross. John Krasinski. Uh, moderately okay. Yeah. Zoe so Chanel. She's 40. Yeah. Oh. Luke Evans. Luke Evans. Luke Evans. Luke Evans is 40. Yep. Quite fancy Luke Evans. Quite a lot. He doesn't. Benji Madden. And again, by that note... Therefore, Wait, I thought when we did 39, we did episode 39, I thought Benji Man. Hey, if they had a birthday since it's then? It's the 11th of March is oh, their birthday. Next week. Yeah, so Exciting. they're almost 40. On the cusp. On the cusp. That's kind of it. Rebel Wilson, apparently. Is she 40? Yeah, she is 40. Lin-Manuel Miranda? Sure. We could go on forever, couldn't we? Uh, we could just truly go on forever. Adam Brody is 40 this no, year. No, he's not. He was born in 1979. Oscar Isaac. Is forty. So, sorry, don't you not order these? Can you put by that by importance? Sorry, so just to contextualise, Seth Cohen mm-hmm. and Oscar Isaac are the same age. They truly. I don't buy it. Are. I don't. Buy Adam it. Jared Brody was born on the fifteenth of December, nineteen seventy-nine. So he is already forty. I don't buy that. That is absolutely That's wild. To that me. shit. I mean, I think Oscar Isaac is like an incredibly handsome, handsome man, handsy, <laughs> handsome man, but he definitely looks older than. I, I love the shit out of him, but he doesn't look... He looks 40. He looks 40. In a hey, completely acceptable way. A thing I've just realised is that, shout out to Peggy Hughes, there's a Daniel O'Donnell song called 40 Shades of Green. Is there? Yeah. 40 Shades of Green, like a so, sequel to 50 Shades of Grey. Yeah, I don't think the That's, two are connected. Are they not? They can't. Uh-huh. Natasha Leon, she's 40 as well, apparently. Cool. 
Anyway, this has gone forever. All we've established is that Adam Levine. Some people are 40. Yes. So because it is episode 40 and we've had a little bit of an intentional hiatus recently due to life, health... I don't know. Winter. I don't Winter. know. Mostly life, health, holiday. Oh, yeah. I was away as well, wasn't I? You've yeah. been busy with work stuff. Diseased. So basically, we've just had a little bit of an unintentional break and we haven't really... It wasn't intended. No, not at all. But there are sort of things that we haven't yet seen or just can't really bother to talk about <laughs> yet or haven't finished watching. So we just thought that for episode 40, we would do a mailbag episode. We haven't done one of these for ages. We've only done one, We ever. did one ages and ages ago, maybe back in 2017 during the first year of our podcast when no one wanted to ask us no literally no half the questions are probably from my mum yeah um so we figured that for episode 40 we would just take it back to i don't know basics yeah and just do a little bit of question and answer so we'll be back to our usual schedule of doing some reviews and general chat soon and when we've actually been to the cinema to see some wider things yes so yeah mailbag app q a thank you to everyone who sent us things via the various social um, call outs that we did we really appreciate it and we have found it um great fun looking through the questions we haven't done any prep no so this is going to be a real I'm going to, it's going to be one of those things where I'm going to look back and kick myself for not thinking of better answers or something will come to me in the middle of the night tonight. I'll lose sleep. I will literally lose sleep because I've given the wrong answer to fuck, marry, kill. Or alternatively, the answers will be 10 times funnier than if you'd actually spent any time thinking about it. That is true. That um, is true. Have you added a question to the list? Because I did, and it's a question yep. that you will hate. So. I've added, uh, yeah, there is one in there from me, so Good. we'll see if you can guess when we reach it. <laughs> okay, first one is from Tony, who is my cousin's partner, um, which is pretty funny because it made me remember that there's actually family members that might come across this stuff, which is deeply, Awful. Stressful. deeply stressful and horrible. Um, but thank you, Tony. Anyway, he put... Chalamet to be cast as Robin in Patterson's Batman. True? Question mark? Well, they're filming it at the moment, so it's not true. It's fundamentally not true. Would you watch it? It would be my biggest dream to have Timothée and Rob Pattinson in one film together. So... Again, you mean after The King? Yes, yes. But like... But in a Batman context. In in Lycra, rather than on a field on horses doing bad french accents and what is your current feeling regarding the pattinson batman i am i remain unconvinced as much as i'd like to be convinced because a i love batman films and b i love rob pattinson but um i wasn't really sure about those pictures of his awkward helmet mask thing going on yeah well i don't think we both weren't entirely okay so my my feeling now at this point which has developed since we probably last talked about it, is that I'm secretly hoping that they make this Batman like an absolute fucking weirdo. Just who have like, to be completely batshit. Complete, literally batshit. Well, imagine trying to make him like sexually vaguely deviant. normal. <gasps> a sexually deviant Batman. That yeah. would be grand. Is he going to have a really low voice? I hope that... Well, Robert Pattinson's got a funny way of doing an American accent, which I always find quite laughable, so I'm hoping Most of his accents are kind of laughable. Yeah. I'm just not really sure. However, if, if Timmy had been in Lycra next to him, it kind of automatically, if I try and think of Timmy as Robin, it's sort of like the really camp 70s TV show Batman and Robin. In, I just thought about it now, and it, he's wearing like a slightly saggy Lycra costume because yes. he's too tall. Well, like only head. fools and horses. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> just like Del Boy and, yeah, that's yeah. basically what I think 
of. Sadly, it's not true. No. But um, it's okay. We'll get a Bob Dylan biopic instead. Oh, God, don't. So the next question is from Sean. This is such a Sean question. Is um, top three characters from film and TV that you'd like to have as a Funko Pop in your living room? We unfortunately quite like Funko Pops. I, can't, I, I literally can't help it. I wish I didn't. <laughs> I know a lot of people don't like them. You know but... when you try really hard not to be sad and really like them? Yeah. But the second they make something that is so a character that I'm obsessed by, we're currently, it's just really stressful. We're currently in my spare room in my house and I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 in this room. It's just That's like, bad, what the fuck do you do with them apart from they just sit there? But also, if they exist, I have to have them. I do love them quite a lot. This, so It's just so many. Just, just big into them. Okay, so What a, a money hole they are. An absolute pit of money. <laughs> Landfill fodder. So top three characters from film and TV that you would have. They haven't done a Donnie Darko one. No, that's like my top. They've done a Donnie Darko... What are those horrible, creepy... Yeah, daubs. Rank. They're not nice. Hate daubs. Disgusting. Don't make them cutesy. No. Um, Donnie Darko... Yeah, that's mine. A Frank would be like... So sick. That would be so good. Yeah. A Frank and also... Wait, what's his name in Donnie Darko? Jake's character. Donnie. Oh. Right, yeah. So, uh, so Donnie in a <laughs> sake skeleton suit, uh, paired with Frank in a bunny suit. That would be given that. What else? I just, I'm just gonna take me a moment to get over my own stupidity there. Uh, Elio with a peach. Oh my god, that would be so good. Wouldn't it? it be so good? Oh my god, are you three? Elio with a little peach. I don't know what my third film or tv one would be i this is cheating because it's not either um i really want a david bowie one of some kind oh yeah because um, they've only done they've only done jareth yeah so i would like an actual musician like ziggy stardust yeah. david I, bowie i feel like i've been quite fortunate in that a lot of my favorite things that i never thought would be funkos have been turned into funkos that's true so for example they did a, an entire mad men run of them which i it's such a weird thing to have done but um, they've got really niche with them now yeah so i've got a don draper and i never thought that would happen so i'm pretty pumped on that um, i think i would really like the donnie darko frank pairing mostly because do- those dogs are I'm so horrid. amazed that they haven't done one it's weird isn't it seems it? like such a cult classic yeah um i almost put lost boys on here because back in the day they didn't have any lost boys one they only had one of those tiny collectible oh, yeah. ones um, like the mystery box ones, but apparently, according to Google, they do now have them. Oh, okay. They've even done Pan's Labyrinth. Like they they've truly done. done so many things. I think I would really like them to do some. I'd like a Chris Evans in Knives Out, mostly for Ooh, the sweater. With a sweater, I think that would that be would quite be good. Cool. Um, I was thinking the other day about how annoyed I am that they never did a. So in the Star Wars ones, they never did a Kylo Ren unmasked. No, they didn't. They only did ever they? did Kylo Ren. They didn't have an Adam Driver. No rude um i don't think they did anyway if they did i haven't yet seen it feel free to prove me wrong i'm always like to be proven wrong so i'd quite like that that would be nice um what else would i like there are so so many many. tv shows that i would be super i know they have to i mean they've done most of my main tv shows to be honest they're mostly the ones that i've got i don't know if they ever did a a seinfeld run of them i feel like maybe they that would be Why good. Why do I feel like they did? That I'm going to have be, a look. That would be really cool. And also, I was slightly incensed that when um, Spider-Man <coughs> Far From Home came out, they never did a Mysterio, which would have been Jake Gyllenhaal. Basically, I want a Jake Gyllenhaal one of some kind. A Nightcrawler one would be fucking Oh, I think cool. they did another horrible spin-off, like... 
little idols thing with the Zeds, and they're they're hideous. They're yeah. truly so ugly. So we're like a Jake Gyllenhaal in Nightcrawler, and a um, Ten Things I Hate About You would be pretty oh my cool. God, as well. like a Heath Ledger. Yeah, that would be good. Wouldn't <gasps> oh. it? Basically, this is something that I need some good for props ages. though. Um, oh, I wish they'd done Little Women once. That would have been funny. That would have been great, wouldn't it? That would have been, been nice. Well. So yeah, I mean, this is like a, a real. Um, Topic of conversation I could probably entertain for ages. A Friday Night Lights one's actually sure. That would be quite good. I'd like a little Tim Riggins. A that little, would be nice. Little baby it? Tim Riggins with a helmet on. Um, so shall we move on to the next question? Only because we'll be here forever. I literally can't believe that Donnie Darko thing. Um, yes, anyway, this one's from you, um, you absolute fucker. Fuck, marry, kill. Adam Sandler, Will Ferrell, Ben Stiller. So th- what is the context for this? So basically, um, for a long time, I've known that you hate Will Ferrell from for a variety of reasons I care not to go into. I really hate Will Ferrell. Cool, cool, cool. And then when we... Uh, April loves him. Yep, not ashamed about it. Whatever. And then when we watched Uncut Gems, uh, there was <laughs> you basically asked me if I fancied Adam Sandler and I didn't give you a response, which you took as some sort of answer. Yes, that's a yes. If um, you don't respond, it's categorically a and yes. And then it, as you may have heard in our last episode, if you did listen, um, it became very apparent suddenly that you don't like Ben Stiller e- either. So basically, you just don't like men in comedy. I told you, I, told you I had a problem with comedy because it's not very funny generally and you were so upset. I was mostly trolling you by saying that. It's not true. There is good comedy, but there's also so much shit comedy out there. So basically, there is a, there is a correct order of this. And I, so I would be really interested to know what you're ordering. Because so you're I, saying I, there I, is objectively a correct order. Well, I think there is. I've got a very clear delineation of what my p- preference is here and will be able to explain Can I guess you yours? Length. Yes. Okay. I'm going to guess yours. Yeah. You're going to marry Adam Sandler. I'm not. Are you not? Are you going to marry Will Ferrell? You no. fucking. Oh, okay. okay. So, shall you I marry Ben Stiller? Yeah. Do yours, and then I will explain to you mine. Okay. I think I'd have to marry Adam Sandler just because I like um, uncut gems, and he's probably quite funny to hang out with as long as I don't have to watch any of his other stupid films. Um, but like, fine. I think out of all of them, I could probably bear his company the most. And then I, I don't know. I just want to kill the other two. Will Ferrell, like, why would I have sex with him? That's not okay. Um, why am I having Ben sex, Ben sex, Ben Stiller sex? That's Ben Sex Stiller. Who do I really hate the most out of all of them enough to kill? I probably would kill Will Ferrell. Okay. Because I think of Elf and it just makes me angry. Okay, cool. So that means you're, so you're marrying Adam Sandler. I really, I wish I could honestly tell you how much I don't want to have sex with Ben Stiller. Killing Will Ferrell and you're you're having intimate relations with Ben Stiller. That's disgusting. Okay, my order preference is as follows. Fuck Adam Sandler just because you would do it and then you'd be able to tell everyone that you slept with the Sandman. Great, cool. That would be like a real badge of honour. You would kill um, Will Ferrell because yes, he would. is objectively, I say this as a fan, he's probably the most irritating of all of them. Yes, 100%. Um, and I agree with that at least. I, I do not find him in any way visually Funny. appealing. I know. Okay. No, so for me it just would be a deal breaker. And then I would marry Ben Stiller because Ben Stiller is the most intelligent and interesting of the three, I think. I really like his work. So for me that would be, it was It was a no-brainer. It was literally a no-brainer. Do you not think, no, I'm just not, okay. So there it's, we go. I feel deflated having to have answered that um, well you've got you've done it I feel now, like I need a bath disgusting let's move on okay uh, Vix please tell us your death row there's a two-parter here please tell us your death row meals that's number one mm-hmm. and your favourite TV shows of all time okay so death row meals go 
My death row meal would be a very specific bento box that I had once in a restaurant in New York that doesn't exist anymore. Oh, good. Which was like a, a chicken teriyaki vegan bento Ooh. box and the chicken in it was so real that when we left it was a vegetarian vegan restaurant oh okay so it's not like they could have muddled no, it out no and i but it was the first time i'd had like genuinely such good replacement like meat product that tasted so much like chicken that i was like when we left the restaurant i had to pick up the menu to like very much double, double check. check and it was just like the nicest experience and the day i had it, it was very sunny outside you, i mean this is death row so you're gonna have to eat it in a cell yeah fine but it would like by eating it i would get to experience that lovely day i had oh, okay. and also i would have a, a dessert of donuts from dunwall donuts so Lovely. really it would be an so you entire... wouldn't have a starter as well no i don't would really you be like starters yeah not I... even for your death row no meal. my no because i'm i know i'm gonna die but i don't want to be uncomfortable i would eat so much that i would die i would also have a really nice cup of coffee okay but which is a rarity for me because i do not believe in drinking hot drinks while eating like dinner yeah yeah that's, that's not, not okay I'm but okay you with. could you could maybe have a coffee after because it doesn't really matter if you're quite buzzed no it's not at all so that's, you could have a that's coffee probably what i would have actually yeah so that's my little trio of entities what would yours be uh i would have a starter of a bowl of chip sticks salt and vinegar <laughs> chip sticks oh may i just okay can i add, add okay. an addendum my starter would be a bag of fritos oh okay Chip, crisp starters. Crisp starters. Um, yeah, a bowl of salt and vinegar chipsticks. Yeah. Probably, I don't know which ones. Tesco used to stock really, really good ones that they discontinued. So if you could somehow bring the Tesco ones back to life, I would have those. They were very, very salty indeed. Um, mm. They were very good. For Maine, I don't know. I might be really boring and have a roast dinner, but it would have to have cauliflower cheese. You do love a roast dinner. And I really do. I have a roast dinner all the time, every Sunday. Um, it would have to have stuffing and Yorkshire puddings and cauliflower cheese. But if they're out of that if in the kitchen, <laughs> I could maybe have just like a red Thai curry. That would be quite Ooh, nice. That would be nice. I love a red Thai curry. What would I have for dessert? It would just have to be really chocolatey. Um, would it be a brownie? Maybe it would be a really good brownie yep. with like hot chocolate sauce Ooh. and like a side of Ben and Jerry's fish food. That would be such a good pairing. And then I would have an espresso martini from Frank's Bar. Of course you would. And I'd wash it all down with a cup of orange squash. <laughs> I truly oh, love orange squash. I would squash. have a cup of coffee and a cup of tea. I'd do two Ooh. hard drinks. I'd throw caution to the Afterwards, wind on death row. You'd have both. Yeah. I'd clean my palate with some Robinson's orange squash because it's my favourite thing in the whole world. And there has barely been a day in my 30 year long life that I haven't had orange squash to drink. That would be good, wouldn't it? It would. Fave TV shows of all time. Um, how many are we limiting ourselves to? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Mad Men. Yeah. Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Twin Peaks. Probably Thirty Rock. Mm-hmm. Because I've watched, I've rewatched a lot of it recently, and I think I'd become acutely aware of, of just how much like terminology and jokes and just reference points that show has in my life going forward. Mm-hmm. And then probably something random like, hmm, I don't know. Stop looking around your room for inspiration. I think, actually, you know, I think that would be like a solid. I think that's pretty solid. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. Was that like four? Something like that. Yeah. Fine. Pretty good. What are mine? Uh, Obviously Twin Peaks, including season two, actually. I I don't even mind season two. I think it's plenty joyful. I've got a really big soft spot always for Supernatural because it kind of literally saved my life. So that is like my ultimate comfort watch ever and ever forever and could rewatch forever pranos is up there Sopranos is very Still very very good guys. It's just so want to put that out there good it's so good 
Um, and then I'm a very big X-Files fan, obviously. Oh, um, even with... I could definitely leave the later seasons. But, like, the first five seasons of X-Files are so good. And Wes and I rewatch episodes very, very often. So those would probably be my favourite. Um, I'm also a big Buffy fan. Oh, yeah, Buffy. It's probably up there as well. Yeah. Oh, I was just thinking, actually, The Wire is a big one. That was my like first exposure to, like, very, very good... Prestige, like HBO TV, the first mm-hmm. thing I like super cared about, mm-hmm. and then also I have been rewatching Girls recently. Girls is very good. I know we've talked about feeling kind of in mixed minds about it, and it's been very interesting to watch it from a sort of slight distance point of it finishing. Mm. But like Thirty Rock, I've actually become acutely aware of how much of Girls is like deeply embedded in my psyche. Mm. So I kind of enjoy... I've just been really enjoying revisiting it and realising actually how much I enjoyed it. I think that's pretty good. Some pretty good shouts. Um, This one is from Cam. It says, Mandy, 2019. Genius or nonsense? I assume Cam was, like, watching Mandy. Did we review it on pod? We did. So I looked it up and we reviewed it on episode 23. So if you want to hear our proper... Full-on review. review of Mandy, the Nicolas Cage film... Go ahead, episode 23. Um, I don't know if I call it genius, but it is completely batshit in a very fun way. Do you know, I actually find that I think about it more often than I ever thought I would. And I really enjoy listening to the Johan Johansson score. The score is one of the best things it's about so it. so fucking great. So good. It's like a total love note to like counterculture. Yeah. Like loads of references to like sci-fi and pulpy fantasy novels and heavy metal and psychedelia like LSD and David Lynch and Hellraiser and Mad Max and... Evil Dead and all these. Oh, it's just. It was really, really good actually. The only reason I think I haven't rewatched it very easily is because like the first third of it is really heavy going. It's really heavy going. It's actually really dark. I remember before I, it gets very fun. Yeah, I remember actually when we went to see the Rise of Skywalker. You know, um, the Knights of Ren. Yes. I think I must have said to you either before or after that, that they reminded yes, me so heavily of the the biker the bikers gang. in Mandy. <laughs> I think it's a great film. Yeah, I don't think it's nonsense. I think it's exactly what it should be. I feel more positively about it than I do negatively, which, considering I feel negatively about most things, is probably a good thing. It's a perfect Nicolas Cage film. It is, isn't it? I really want to see Colour Out of Space because in my head it's sort of going to be about like this, so I'm hoping it will I think will I've be. just equated it as being Mandy Part 2. Yeah, it's, it's just like not. Mandy plus more Lovecraft. Yeah. So we would probably, I mean, I, we wouldn't call it nonsense or genius, but we'd probably lean further towards genius than yeah. we would nonsense. I think it'll age really well and we'll probably look back at it as being a bit of a cult classic in the same way that we think about like weird horror movies from like the 80s yeah. and 90s. absolutely. I hope so. Who would win in a fight, Robert Pattinson or me lobster? That is Yasmin. I don't know. Is our Pat's quite tough? I reckon um, he could take a lobster. I think he's probably a bit of a wiener, you know. I don't think that's true, but okay. I think he's totally weird, but I doubt... I think he'd probably enjoy fighting with a lobster. He probably... Actually, do you know what? He's probably... He'd probably would a get a into a out. fight and really enjoy a fight. He's probably really shit at fighting, yeah. but it wouldn't stop him. So the intent would be there. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I had a really skinny boyfriend once. He was just like a little twerp yeah. but he had quite a lot of intent behind him yeah so i hope he listens to this no um yeah so uh, i reckon our pats would take a lobster yeah do you think i mean he won against that seagull he did win against that seagull he had that seagull white phillip is <laughs> the name of the seagull according yeah. to me so he probably could be a lobster they're quite small aren't they in the grand don't know about class. a crab though no i wouldn't mess with one okay we've got two back to back from alicia 
The first one is, in the past, it has been said there was a war between the sexes. Do you think that's true today? Short answer. Getting deep. Yes. <laughs> well, I think men are just awful. Always. I think there'll always be a war between the sexes. I don't think it will... I, that's a very pessimistic view. But. I think to imply that there isn't a war between the sexes means that we've achieved absolute equality, which we haven't. Yeah. And though many of us in society have benefited from a lot of privilege, there are still so many women that don't. Yeah. And I think yeah. given the current political climate when it comes to things like the trans community and people oh, of colour and stuff... 100%. There are so many people that... I think is I think it depends what you mean by war. Like, do I? I mean, war is a you know a a, a bit of a hard word to use, but I mean, in the context of being a woman, I feel like we are continuously battling and will continue to battle. I don't think we'll ever stop having a fight. On no, our hands and ever. I I also think it's important to realise that because I think that the minute you become complacent, that's when you kind of render your, you kind of hold your hands up and just admit defeat, don't you? And I think yeah. even if even if you feel like you've achieved equality in whatever you're doing in life. I think it's really important to realise, like I You've said... You've just moved to quite that, a privileged place. Yeah, there are people that don't, people. so actually you should be being an ally and championing those that don't have your position. So. 100%. I think there will always, always be people who are not in that privileged position and that need our help. So um, short answer is, I think it is still true today. Yeah. And um, it's probably what 90% of the conversations we have on this podcast are about. 100%. And um, the other question is, what is your favourite eyebrow shape? <laughs> and, and why... And why? I don't think I've ever thought about my eyebrows that much. Um, I've spent quite a lot of time thinking about my eyebrows because when I was at school, I was bullied for my mouth and my eyebrows, both things of which are things in my 30s that people probably try and emulate slightly now. Yeah. In that women, A, want, or some women, want um, as big a lips as possible and also bigger eyebrows. And I was bullied mercilessly for having big eyebrows at school and look at you all now one of the best things i think i ever did in my teenage years was not not aggra- aggressively overpluck my eyebrows mostly because i couldn't be bothered and now it's oh actually, yeah i was too lazy no I, I i had no opinion about my eyebrows when i was a teenager so i just left them yeah so did i and actually so really my favorite didn't. eyebrow shape is unkempt eyebrows yeah, just because it's just a messy eyebrow um, i love it personally i wouldn't go as so far as to have a monobrow no but in, I do, like a complete monobrow but i also couldn't care less what anyone i do else like enlarged eyebrows brow on a man though that's like a you know a yeah. solid brow a solid brow yeah um favorite eyebrow shape i don't know how you just de- define an eyebrow shape a, so- a um, nice arch is good a nice solid arch yeah a solid arch that gets plucked a little bit yeah so your hair isn't like running down your cheeks or anything like that <laughs> but if that's um, what you're covering your fine. eyelids unless you're really into that yeah um but apart from that like don't worry about them too much no, i just, it's fine. just go with it they do their job i don't know what their job is catching dust before it goes in your eyes sweat something like that just leave them alone let them do their work okay next question uh what are your most anticipated films of 2020 so far and it is march so we've got quite a way to go and there's probably a thousand films that haven't even been announced yet but are there any that we know of that we're looking forward to i mean obviously june goes without saying um june i'm psyched denis venu denis venu zimmer and quite the cast that cast is Um, mad i can't even think about it too much very excited for that um i'm really looking forward to the french dispatch ofs obviously my boy wes anderson wes anderson again a very strong cast on that one um i'm looking forward to tenet which is the christopher nolan Nolan, which i've 
they've been quite cagey about the information they've released other than it's got um, Robert Pattinson and John David Washington in it um, mm-hmm. and no other plot info has been released and I'm actually I'm very pleased that that is the case keep it on I, the down line I think Christopher Nolan makes films that have got I don't know lots of twists and turns so I think I'd rather not know anything about it where possible it's good I am really looking forward to Last Night in Soho which I'm is so excited for Last Edgar Night in Soho Edgar Wright's kind of weird london based horror yeah i think it's like a it's like a time travelly a girl able to go back into the 60s it's like set in 60s london don't really know what else it's got going on i know it's got anya taylor joy in it who i don't love even though i actually quite like a lot of films with her in but i don't love her personally might be because she shoved me at london film festival and i'm not over it but um, Thomas and Mackenzie, I like though. Oh, she's so good. Um, so I'm very excited for that. That's out in like September. I'm really excited for Saint Maud, which Ooh, yeah. is a twenty four. Yeah, which is a horror film, some sort of exorcism esque plot line about a nurse who I don't know following the Christian path or something, something weird eternal damnation that sort of thing isn't it i think it's out in the us now it's not out here yet um which is really friggin annoying but i'm so excited to see that because 84 have put out some really magnificent horror films there's probably loads of like little weird independent films that i'm super interested in mank is coming out the david fincher film about uh herman mankowitz uh the screenwriter who worked with orson wells oh yeah um, will hopefully be good. Candyman, I'm quite looking Ooh, forward to. We did see the trailer for that this week. Did didn't see the we? trailer for it. Um, we rewatched Wes and I rewatched Us at the weekend as well. I'm really hoping this will be very good. The trailer got me pumped. It looks very Jordan Peele. Very excited by the soundtrack. Just looks really good. I quite like Candyman. It's quite scary generally. So looking forward to that. Um, I've just realised there's the Green Knight, which is the David. Lowry, oh my god, that looks really good. That's A24 as well, isn't it? And there's also Zola as well, which is. The, the Twitter thread one. Twitter thread um, movie, which um, I think preview Was it at Sundance at or Sundance, something? Yeah, which looks to be, like, very interesting. That um, looks like an absolute ride. I'm so excited by that. It's just got, like, a really wild cast. So the cast is um, Riley Keough and Nicholas Braun, um, amongst others. It, I just think it's going to be a bit bananas, to be honest. It's one of the best Twitter threads ever. Oh, I just, haven't ever experienced bananas. that Twitter thread. Maybe Google Zola the film... Um, and look it up. One other thing I'm really looking forward to as well is Annette, which is the Adam Driver, Marion Cotillard, um, oh. directed by Leos Carax, um, who did this weird film a couple of years ago, not I say a couple of years ago, probably 10 years ago now, mm. um, called Holy Motors, which is this yes. weird kind of set in Paris and stuff. But the film is interesting because it's Adam Driver, um, Marion Cotillard, like I said, and a bunch of other people, but it's soundtracked by Sparks, mm. um, which is just wild to me exciting like, absolutely wild so i'm really looking forward to that any excuse to watch adam driver um singing i think is well taken i don't know been a busy boy hasn't yeah there? i think that there are probably loads of other big blockbusters coming up as well i'm secretly quite looking forward to top gun maverick because I think oh it'll yeah be a fun time and also the james bond which we've discovered today is being moved to november because of the corona oh yes the corona is that what you call it now yeah my, 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 my corona 
So on a similar kind of film-based track, um, what do we think of the Academy Awards? We didn't really cover it, did we? Because we sort of were on the cusp of... <clears throat> yeah, I think we did We did our Academy Award predictions, but um, it's been uh, actually almost a month since the actual Academy Awards happened now, and we haven't had a podcast since. So uh, some of our predictions were all right. We didn't accept, expect Parasite to, to sweep the board in quite the way it did, which what, was... What the actual fuck? That was a lovely thing to happen. Such a delight to wake up in the middle of the night and check... Twitter in like a half asleep state and see that like Parasite had just won shitloads of awards. I just didn't even want to look in the morning because I thought it was going to be horrible. Um, yeah. So that was actually probably the most uplifting result we've had in quite a while. It's a shame that uh, none of the cast were nominated in any of the acting categories. But apart from that, yeah, best director, best picture, best screenplay, some others. Very, very good. Brad Pitt got his. Very good. Always a delight. Adapted screenplay should have gone to Greta, but fine. Uh, Thoughts on Timmy's outfit, because we haven't discussed it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I quite like it now. The more I think about it, the more I like it. Yeah, I mean, I'm very biased anyway. It was anticlimactic, because I think he, you know, last award, few awards we've had, like... Well, the, the harness golden globes harness and we've had all kinds of wonderfulness well there was that weird thing a few days before where there was like a thing that was going around from instagram where people it was like a, a picture of someone's back in like a pink outfit do you remember and everyone had said like oh timmy's wearing this oh and yeah it yeah wasn't that. and it wasn't so it was anticlimactic it was a little bit gas station attendant slash mechanic Boy I saw look. someone refer to um, it as like Ford versus Ferrari chic. Yeah, it kind of was. Yeah, um, fine. So, you know, on the very basic level, didn't love it. However, he does always do something different. And I would rather he turned up in that than just like a tux. Yeah. Like a plain tux. Always. You know? So um, I just, I, I would rather he kept his hair ringletted, to be honest. Let the hair, let the curls roll. Oh, see, I quite liked the slicked back. The slicked back grease the grease style yeah, kinicky style thing going yeah. on there um, it made him look about six years younger didn't it um, so yeah great need him looking 12 other than um, that I don't really have any other thoughts no I'm sure there were many outfit nice things at the time that we were really admiring but the awards themselves I think were fairly most of it was pretty standard it yeah. was just a very nice night for Parasite and I think we were all flying high on that for a few days just Definitely. really pleased this one is me <laughs> Who is your most embarrassing slash regrettable celebrity crush currently? Um, I ask this because April and I have conversations about people we're crushing on pretty much running commentary every minute. day. And I'd say like every 20th conversation is about someone that one of us is like, God, you don't fancy them, do you? And did it's you, like, uh, yes, I do. Did you ask this because there was someone specifically that you thought I would say, or is it just a general No, just a general to opportunity to air um, your bad taste. Okay. Oh, actually, I was also thinking of this off the back of having had a Justin Bieber conversation with you the other day because there's nothing quite as embarrassing as me still fancying Justin Bieber, even though I really... it All of... Like, my brain tells me not to. Yeah. But my loins say otherwise. He's kind of hot in a really gross way. Yeah. He's gross, but I, I can't just, help it. I just don't know if there's anyone that's, like, embarrassing or regrettable. Mostly because I don't think I ever feel embarrassed. Like, I've been spending a lot of time recently thinking about how much I absolutely fancy Ben Affleck in a way that, like... Yeah, I don't... I you, Yeah, I don't, don't like that. You don't get it, and you don't... No. And, which is fine. But I think... I don't think that, like, that's embarrassing because Ben Affleck has... 
in the past been considered an extremely attractive handsome man so yeah, it's not he's like not he's, that an he's unattractive i think no. he's sort of a bit of a gross human yeah but so there's that aspect in the same way that like justin bieber's a bit of a gross human yeah so i i feel like ben affleck is the reason that uh, he's like one of those people that is sort of maintaining the status quo in <laughs> Hollywood yeah. generally. Like he's one of the players that keeps things rolling the way that they do. So is, is Bieber yours then? I'm sure there's like 12 that I have. I just think there's people that we sometimes have to check in and go like, oh, do you fancy I mean, we were dis- we were literally like, discussing yeah. Daniel Craig yesterday. Yeah, but I don't think like, that's regrettable. That's not regrettable, is it? I don't no. think you could go to someone... If someone asked you, like, oh, who do you who fancy? And if you went fancy? Daniel Craig, I'm sure someone there was someone else across. yesterday that we were like, mm. I do sometimes say to you, like, are you sure? You'll be like, this. do you fancy this person? And I'm like, no. And you're I like, oh, well, I totally the do. The thing is, I do it too often. I think Ben Mendelsohn's a weird one now. I oh. think he's quite attractive and got a lot of respect for Ben Mendelsohn. So, yeah. You don't fancy, like, Alec Baldwin or anything, do you? He's pretty. Oh, for God's sake, April. (laughs) You can't fancy Alec Baldwin. It's not okay. Adam Sandler's a weird one, isn't it? Because I think Adam Sandler now is slightly cooler than younger Adam Sandler. Sure. If you were like, oh, I really fancy Adam Sandler in Click, I wouldn't be thrilled with you. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Or like Little Nicky. I mean, would you fancy Adam Sandler and Little Nicky? No. Um, No, I just don't think there's anyone ever feeling any regret over. Mostly because I just am really too committed to my cause of just being like, nope, I'm championing this person. That's it. I'm um, sure there's plenty of other morally dubious people we've forgotten. I know, guess they're morally dubious people. You know, there was that game that we played once when we were out in public, no less. The fact that we did this in public is such a weird thing, but we kept saying names to each other across a table. Just like shouting celebrity and names. And no one else was in on the game, but we just kept saying names. And then we'd go like, yeah, no. The yeah, no game where you're just like, yeah. No. Yeah, probably. I quite fancy Jonah Hill. Yeah, I think that's. But then I think that's acceptable, isn't it? I think that's acceptable. Yeah. Maybe most of them are acceptable. Anyone that's morally dubious, I tend not to air out in a public forum. No, just so you just basically you're not going to admit on the podcast. No, I think I just genuinely have a good barometer and check myself. Where if someone is like a literally a piece of shit garbage human, I would never be like, oh, they're quite hot. What about Casey Affleck? That Got you there. Unfair. And I've aired my publicly. <laughs> My you can also go back and listen to our feelings over Casey Affleck. My complicated feelings towards Casey Affleck. Thanks. We'll move on. Moving swiftly on. Things to do in London for a cinephile. Um, Prince Charles Cinema. Yeah. Go to BFI. Go to BFI. South Bank. South and Bank. See some nice archive stuff. Um, one of my favourite things to do in London is go on like random walks and find places that have been in films. One of the mo- most favourite things I ever did once a couple of years ago was go to St Luke's Muse in, um, which is I think near Notting Hill. Oh yeah. And Portobello Road, and because it's where um, the scene at the end of Love Actually, where oh yeah, Kira Dartley opens yeah. the doors and um, what's his face is there with the cars. That was very quite cute. cool. That was like a nice like cinematic moment. That's always fun things I like doing is kind of going and seeing where stuff was filmed. You go to King's Cross and pretend you're in Harry Potter. Yeah, that's a thing. You go to Westminster Bridge 28 days later. Yes, there's Millennium <laughs> Bridge also that is the yeah. in Harry Potter. Yeah, but a walking tour of Harry Potter. 
Oh, Mary Poppins was that Trafalgar Square? I can't remember. Something like that. Pigeons. Food Pigeons. Oh, I tell you what else is quite good. If you go if you do go to St Luke's Mews um, in the aforementioned area, is there is if anyone's a big fan of Paddington, which I am in my house. <laughs> Just April. Um, it's oh, a lot of it's filmed around that area, and there's April's the regrettable crush. Shut up. I, oh, actually, yeah, maybe I fancy Paddington. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you do. Maybe <laughs> I do fancy Paddington. <laughs> actually, do you know what Brendan Gleeson? In Paddington. Yeah. Pretty hot. Brendan Gleeson. Oh, yeah, I can... I'm going to think about that one. Carry <laughs> on, film location. Um, so, yeah, there's the um, antique shop from Paddington is in that area as well. Do you fancy Hugh Grant? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, Paddington, seminal text. I think I'd instantly regret hooking up with Hugh Grant. Okay. But for a sort of vaguely toff-like man, he's fine. Yeah, okay. I probably fancy him more now than I did when he was younger. I don't know. Okay. You you do, don't you? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, basically what I'm saying is you God should sake. do a Paddington tour of London. Okay. That's, that's, yeah. And then, and then feed the birds in Trafalgar Square like the, the lady at Mary Poppins. I love Paddington so much. Um, okay, this one's quite a toughie. Fuck, Mary kill, Elio, Laurie, Kyle. So these are, this is Timothy Chalamet. Oh yeah, let's full disclosure. Sorry everyone, it's another question. No, everyone's on wasn't uttered by me. So uh, Elio, call me by your name. Laurie, Little Women, Kyle, Ladybird. I think there is a correct order to this. Do you? Can I go first? The problem is they're all actually fuck boys. Yeah, of varying degrees, aren't they? They are. Go on. What's yours? I think you'd marry Laurie. I think Laurie's the most dependable of the three. My only problem is that. You'd always know that Laurie probably did want to be with Joe. I haven't got any sisters, though, so it's not an issue. Yeah, but in my head, he's already met Joe, and then um, mm. you would be like... I still maintain... You'd be the equivalent of Amy. But I don't think you'd want to marry Kyle. But Laurie is quite the... F- no, you wouldn't marry Kyle. I wouldn't mind sleeping with Kyle, but then we also know how that turns out in the film, so you'd probably have to kill Kyle. That's what my, This is where I'm thinking. I think you'd have to kill Kyle, even though he's extremely attractive and in a band. Okay, so of the three of them, I will say that um, I think I fancy Kyle the most of yes, the three iterations. that's fine. Yeah. That's acceptable. I also fancy Kyle the most, but you'd probably have to kill him because he's probably the biggest waste of space yeah. of the three. Two pumps as well. So. Um, yeah, like, yes, two pumps, Kyle. I probably love Elio the most... Because I do. But uh, the thing is, I think Elio would... I don't think it would last with Elio. I think if you married him. No, you'd probably end up getting divorced. I wouldn't want to hold Divorce him back. Divorce was probably frowned upon in Laurie's time. So you'd... I think I would marry Laurie and fuck Elio. Because I think you'd, al- I think you'd always have that connection and that bond with Elio. Well, you'd hope so. That. You'd hope he'd come back later yeah. and remember you. Yeah. But also... In my head, I'm all also hooking up with these people after they've had their significant relationships in these films. So it's like, well, Elio doesn't want me, he wants Oliver, and Laurie doesn't want me, he wants Joe and or Amy or whoever else he fancies at the time. Um, yeah, let's just marry Laurie and have sex with Elio and murder Kyle. I'm glad that's a general podcast consensus. What's your favourite makeup brands? Brackets minus the one that you got allergic to. <laughs> Thank you, Meg. Yes, uh, I did get allergic to my uh, heat palette from I can't believe Naked, that. which was just very upsetting um, the other week. What are your favourite makeup brands? So I, um, because I have extremely sensitive skin as well, I once I find something, I just like, I stick Rinse with it. it. Because I, my skin is so temperamental that I can't really get away with buying, like... Mucking around with it all. Mucking around with, like, 
buying lots of cheap stuff to try not that there's anything wrong with that but uh, no. it just is too risky it's not even worth it so i am a big and firm fan of um, what was called cat von d beauty but it's kvd kvd yeah um, i do i think the majority of the stuff i'm currently using is that with also some urban decay i i, I really like their palettes which, which makes me feel devastated yeah. for you and also nyx yeah. as well nyx stuff i think is really good yeah it's like a nice midpoint because I Nyx actually find good. a lot of their stuff is very comparable. So I used to, for example, I used to use like Urban Decay primers mm-hmm. for like um, shadow and stuff. And now actually I use NYX. I also use a lot of Ordinary, the Ordinary Ordinary stuff is a very good well. brand, isn't it? Um, NYX and Ordinary are really good. It's mm. like mid-range, quite cheap stuff. I'm very similar to you actually out of KVD and Urban Decay. Not that heat palette anymore, but the Naked palettes. And um, I've got some Laura Mercier. Oh, yeah, I used to use Laura Mercier. Um, I still have some MAC, regrettably. Um, It's one of the only foundations that works on my skin, so it's quite reliable. I would like to branch out. Makeup's quite expensive, though. That's the thing. Um, It's hard to dabble with expensive makeup because I I find it hard to legitimately, like, oh, I'll just buy this £40 thing just to try it out. It's quite hard. I don't really like replacing things unless they've run out. Because I just feel, for me personally, it feels quite wasteful. Yes. And because my skin is so sensitive, I never really want to take a risk on anything. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things I always go like, oh, I really want to buy something new and different and then like proceed to not do so. Some um, of the Sephora own brand stuff is quite good oh, as well, isn't it? Yeah, actually that's... Um, so I bought some Sephora uh, when I was in Barcelona in uh, September. I bought this one of their like i guess it's the equivalent of like the cat von d everlasting no. everlasting yeah. yeah like the um liquid lip sticks yeah. um i bought one of those that a shade of that and i've now just bought multiples of it because it's actually very nice and that actually bulk. lasts for ages and i've also got some of their highlighter as well which works particularly well and that was a replacement for something that more expensive and i just bought it on the fly because i ran out when we were away and needed some so yeah that stuff's quite good i wish you could get it more oh god i wish you could get in the uk so they have stores on in mainland europe which is where i bought it and also obviously in the states but mainland europe not over here guys i think they do ship to the uk but it's just you have to spend a lot of money to make it justifiable i think the nearest sephora is paris from what i remember so um that's actually not very close and requires a passport um, do you have a pipe dream? If so, what is it? This uh, is another one. From I Meg. can't remember what a pipe dream even is, but we believe it's just like a dream that is unachievable. Is unachievable. I've got many. I've got so many pipe dreams. Um, my pipe dreams would probably be. Do they have to be realistic? Uh, no, because well, within reason, but I mean, also part of a pipe dream is something that's something that you probably wouldn't achieve. Probably like know. being a famous writer and dating Brad Pitt. Mine are that I could just get away with writing full time and that someone would pay me to talk about TV and film and television. So just like a really famous podcast writer. Yeah, but also like being a TV critic and, and film reviewer is not a sustainable income on You just own. want to be Mark Kermode, is that what mm, you're saying? Maybe not Mark Kermode. <laughs> but yeah, basically. Yeah. Also that I would have a dog. That's attainable i basically just want to work from home so i can just have a dog okay so you just want to work from home independently wealthy so i can cover my rent and bills and then maybe do cool stuff but not be so rich that i'm become tainted by (laughs) not so rich that you're automatically deplorable to everyone you know yeah i don't want to have too much money because i think i would get a lot of guilt and anxiety around it so i think it would drive me insane so i basically just want to have enough money where i could like not work but do cool stuff and maybe do some like charity work and i don't know that would be cool also, 
that Chris Evans would exi- acknowledge my existence and that also I was nice. married to Jake Gyllenhaal. Like maybe tweet you Not back Not that I don't obviously love my current husband, but... You could have two. Maybe that's a pipe dream. Yeah, basically I... Anything that involve, Oh God, I'm just thinking about being married to Jake Gyllenhaal now. That would be nice, wouldn't it? That's my pipe dream. What are your top five films? Ever. Yeah, it's quite a hard question because I couldn't tell you. So the four that I've got as my top ones on Letterboxd are, coming by a name, Zodiac, mm-hmm. Francis Ha, mm-hmm. Magnolia. Very nice. Um, and I think I probably would throw a, a Wes Anderson in there. This is my current... I go, I've go. i been thinking a lot about Wes Anderson recently, if only because of the French Dispatch and getting kind of pumped for it and thinking about the wider oeuvre mm-hmm. of Wes Anderson. I think I probably would put Royal Tenenbaums in. As a top film ever. Yeah, because I feel like it was a film that I watched and got super obsessed with, and it was the first Wes Anderson that I think I was just like deeply embedded in my psyche. And then, you know, when you just go and you, you don't really realise how much something means to you, and then you like either interact with it like outside the realms of just watching it. So, yeah. I think actually the last time we were in New York, so like nearly six years ago now, we went to where the external shots of the Royal Tenenbaum house mm-hmm, is. Mm-hmm. And I just remember getting really overly emotional in a way that I was like, oh, I didn't actually realise Oh, actually, that that I do quite. quite a lot. So yeah, probably Royal Tenenbaums. It's a I really think it's hard, quite hard. It's a I really hate making hard that. question. Mine would also be like a really weird mix, I feel. Like my lifelong favourite film that brings me most joy and that I've probably seen the most is probably Lost Boys because it is like, but you know, I'm not attesting to its quality. I'm just saying it's like the most joyful film in my life. Because I feel like there are films for different situations. Like I love 10 Things I Hate About You and could probably like quote it verbatim. But I'm not sure if I'd probably put it in one my of my favorite top five ever yeah. in the entire world. If it was a five, but probably one of my favorite films. Yeah, though. and also like Captain America: Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. something that holds very dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure I put it in like my top five ever. But it's probably like quite high. I don't yeah. know. It's a tough one. What else would you? It put? is. I'd put Call Me by Your Name. I yeah. would. I would probably put The Shining Good. because again, it's probably one of the films I've seen most in my life. And can quote all the way through. And I've spent a lot of time talking about and analysing and writing about. It's very tough, isn't it? It's very tough. Quite like Lost Highway a lot. Um, Would that be your Lynch entry? It might be my Lynch entry, actually. Because that's something I think about. Of reasons. That's um, something I think about often, It's actually. got my favourite soundtrack of any Lynch film, I think. So it probably would be my Lynch entry, actually. But that's quite personal to me. Probably wouldn't be most people's favourite. I don't know. I don't like answering that question. It's really hard. I feel like depends you can... on my mood. Yeah, and I'm am like... I judging it by quality? Am I judging it by pure joy in life? I often think there are different different ways you could break it down as well mm-hmm. because you could do like favorite films by directors, favorite films by decades, by actor, all of that stuff. Oh I think God, you could so get much. into the minutiae of it so so much, so much. But I think actually when I Too much. when I set up that letterbox can because you have four, you of can your pick your top films, ones. It did make me think about. Like I, I've sort of left it after putting in two because yeah. it was stressing me out so much. And I, was like, I think I just, I, I think I just thought about like my favorite directors. So Zodiac is my favorite David Fincher. Mm-hmm. Zodiac is 
a really extremely great film. I think, so it was 13 years old a, a couple of days ago, which is mad to me. And I just think that is my favourite David Fincher. I think it's very underrated mm-hmm. in the David Fincher back cat. So I put Magnolia as well because it's my favourite Paul Thomas Anderson, even though it's needlessly long. But I just think every minute of it's a ride. And then Francis oh, yeah. Ha is my favourite Bumbuck and also Greta. So it's t- But it is so tough though. I agonised over I that like, so, yeah. so much. I don't so like. Maybe this is something we'll just explore at a later date. Yeah, I think it's too, it. too stressful to um, give a definitive answer to, but a very good question. Okay, and our final question yes. is a lengthy but interesting one, which we have decided to do entirely off the cuff because given the fact that we just agonised over what our favourite films are we could just spend hours on this this could be an entire episode of its own accord so this comes from uh, Matt the Sequelizers and it says in true sense of the podcast if you had a pure fantasy league casting and could populate a film with individuals throughout time to produce the most thirst inducing feature who would you cast? Male, female, alive or dead. The only stipulation I would add is that you can only have the same cast members, so only one Timmy. <laughs> a follow-up is to this is, if you want to add an extra level, who would you get to write the songs slash music that would make up this fictional soundtrack? And that was Matt from Sequelizers. Yeah. That is quite the question. It's quite the question. It's like the golden question. Right. I could write like a whole essay on it (laughs) and spend a lot of time thinking about it so Um, we've stipulated that we're going to give six answers to casting three men three women yeah which i'm already stuck on okay some of it i could do off the cuff thirst inducing as well but then again i feel like this comes back to like (laughs) what you can what we consider (laughs) thirst inducing is is going to vary i think between us perhaps but also significantly to everyone else yeah oh my god so much my three men personally go on would be jake john hall yeah chris evans yeah adam driver yeah i would put those three in because in i feel film. like yeah well, maybe i wouldn't put chris evans hmm we'll go chris evans because i think that he's probably the better actor than sebastian stan who would be my better yeah 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 okay so that's my three men three women would be this is quite tough. I don't know who my three women would be, but go I'm, on. I'm I'm taking Greta. You've stolen Greta. That's fine. You get Timmy. I haven't even said whether I'd put Timmy in mine. Obviously, you um, don't even know. Maybe I wouldn't. So I'm taking I'm taking Greta Gerwig, and then I'm gonna take Tessa Thompson. Okay, that's a pretty. She'd be pretty. That'd be pretty good. It would be good, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. And then for my final female. I would take... Who are you going to take? So you've got Greta, Tessa. Greta. Is there one that ends in uh that uh, you could... Uh, uh. Uh. It's tough, isn't it? Really, really, really tough. hard. It really is. It really... Oh, do you know what? really Actually, is. Because so, I haven't... I've also decided to forego dead because I feel like that's an entire other thing. Yeah. So I'm still going to go Tessa, Greta, and then I'm going to go... I might go for like a curveball of like mid-90s Jennifer Lopez out of sight sight era. Yeah. So like Soderbergh, that's what I'm going for. Okay. What would your songs slash music be? It would be Johnny Greenwood. Nice. I think. I wonder what this film's about. Could be about fucking anything, couldn't it, really? God, wouldn't it be? Could be about... Okay, so that's what I'm settling with for the time being. You go and then I'll have... I'll sign it. Matt hasn't specified a director, but mine would definitely be a David Lynch film anyway. Oh, yeah, mine would be Paul Thomas Anderson. There you go. Um, (laughs) So we know that. Yeah. Mine would be a David Lynch film 
with Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor soundtracking it, obviously. And it would have to be in it. It would have to be the Chamay in it. I'm just now trying to envision like a weird, dark David Lynch film with Timmy Chalamet rocking up in it being weird with like, I don't know, like David Bowie turning up and being weird in it as well. And also, I definitely have Brad Pitt in there being weird because he can be weird. He'd be weird. So I just want to tell you that when we were prepping for this and I said that there were there were a couple of things that I knew absolutely that you would go for. I knew was it Atticus Ross? I knew it'd be Trent Atticus Reznor. Ross and Trent Reznor. I knew it would be David Lynch if we, if yeah. we got to a director. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. and I knew you'd take Brad Pitt. Yeah. yeah I yeah, just yeah. realised that actually I think I'd like to put Margot Robbie in mine. Okay. That is, yeah, that would work. So who would I take out? I think I'd, maybe I would take out Jolo. That's okay. Yeah, I think I'd take I out think Jolo that's okay. and I'd put Margot Robbie in. Cool. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Who would I have as... I'm trying to think of a third guy. We definitely had Timothy Brad in there. But it has to kind of fit the aesthetic of being in a David Lynch film as well. You could go for someone weird though. But then um, also it has to be thirst-inducing. Who's weird but thirst-inducing? Who do I fancy that's weird? Or you know he'd be good. Who? Be maybe like a John Bernthal. Someone who's Ooh. like attractive but like but, not conventional. But aggressive as well. Yeah. Aggressive would be and so good in a David Lynch film. Um, really would. I mean, I would always, yeah. Skarsgård. Oh my God. Bill Skarsgård being weird with Brad Pitt and Timothy. That would be great. With Gillian Anderson. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, like Rob Pattinson would be quite weird. Yeah, he could I do feel weird. like he, he could do weird. But Bill Skarsgård could definitely oh, do weird. Thought... He's very weird. Could do Zoe Kravitz. She, I don't know if oh! she'd fit. Yeah. I don't know if she'd fit a David Lynch film. But she's so hot. She's probably objectively the hottest person, the hottest female in film. I can't believe you've just taken her when I've spent the entire weekend watching all of her fidelity and she was so unbearably attractive in that. You took Greta, so. Okay. <laughs> but then, and then, just because I was thinking about women that I find really, really attractive, I really fancy Megan Fox. Shall I just bring Megan Fox bring back? Bring Megan Fox back. I'm going to bring Megan Fox back. And she's basically going to be the way she is in Jennifer's body. Because I just fancy her in that so much. Definitely Zoe Kravitz and Gillian Anderson. Um, I'd say take take Megan Fox. I think she'd be good in a Lynch film. Really would. God, I'm regretting all of mine now. This could go on forever, though. Yeah. This really could. I'm thinking that I might... Can, oh, can I sort Chris Evans for Shia LaBeouf? Oh, my God! Okay, I'm, I'm taking Chris Evans Probably out. would be really good in a Paul Thomas Anderson. Okay, I'm, I'm regrettably taking out Chris Evans. This is just, like, the top-tier lineup. You can I can't go believe I'm benching Chris Evans for Shia LaBeouf. But, but it's just for the context of this film. I just feel like the, the triad of Jake, Shia and Adam Driver would be so next level for me. I think I would actually I think that would be... I think that would be your tip top. And I think they would suit that film... God, they'd be good in a ...quite well. And I think they have to fit. I'm shoehorning mine in quite aggressively. But, I mean, Gillian Anderson could definitely suit a David Lynch film, so fine. Yeah, that was an interesting Food for thought. I'm going to be thinking about this for a long time. Maybe take it over to Twitter if you haven't updated. God, I'm going to be thinking about what this film could be about now as well. Christ. I mean, I would probably bring David Bowie back. Um, you would bring Bowie back from the dead, wouldn't you? I would. Have to do it. Especially for a David Lynch film. Fine. He'd do um, it for Lynch, wouldn't he? Always. He'd definitely come back from death for David Lynch. <laughs> always. 
thank you to everyone who sent us questions. We really appreciated it. We did very much. We will probably do one of these again some point in the future. So if we didn't get to your question because you didn't send it... <laughs> in another year and a half. In another year and a half, maybe we'll we'll come back to it. Thank you for listening. You can find us online. We're Twitter at the thirst, soundcloud.com forward slash the thirst pod. You can subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts. Hey, people, give us some reviews. Please do. If you've gotten this far, you must like us a little bit. So maybe give like us a for cheeky... Like for like, review for review. PC for PC. We'll review on, I don't know, Google or wherever you do. I don't know, good Etsy review or something if you've got a store. <laughs> Let you, us know. I'll leave you good eBay feedback. We're Instagram at the thirst pod. Our blog as well is the thirstpod.wordpress.com and you can find us over on Facebook. Do by searching for the thirst. Bye. Bye. Thank <music> you.